Today's Zalf Masech is Erevin Daf Samech Vav. The Gemara yesterday in Amit Beis brought us back into the halachos of Erevichatzeros and the cases of renting from a Gentile in order to establish an Eruv to be able to carry in the courtyard. The Gemara related an incident with three Rabbanim, Rabbi Chinina Bar Yosef, Rabbi Asi, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. They were traveling together at stop for Shabbos at a hotel. And the innkeeper, the person in charge of the hotel, who was a Gentile, was only able to come back once Shabbos had already begun. And they had a dilemma, should or could they, will they be allowed to rent the space to establish an Erev once Shabbos had already come in? So this is the, the debate among themselves. Rabbi Chinina Bar Yosef said they could rent, while Rabbi Asi said no. Rabbi Chia, the, uh, the, other, the other of the group, then said, let's follow Rabbi Chinina Bar Yosef, he's the Zakin, he's the more senior amongst us. And we will go ahead and we'll rent the space so we can carry on Shabbos. What were the two sides of the debates? The Gemara explains, if renting from the Gentiles akin to making an Eruv, if we view it as it's part of making an Eruv, it must happen, just like an Eruv has to happen while it's still day before Shabbos comes in, so too the renting has to happen as well while it's still day before Shabbos comes in. The other side of the debate is viewing renting like the renunciation of rights up to the domain. And this can happen even on Shabbos. It's basically a concept of of hefker, where the where the Gentile just announces his announces or shows through action that his property is uh, is ownerless. In that sense, allowing them to use the space for for carrying on Shabbos to establish him. So the Maisa, they rented, they went ahead and rented, like Rabbi Chanina Bar Yosef said to do. And then after the fact, they went to ask Rabbi Yochanan if they had Paskin correctly. And he replied at the top of Ahmed Aleph of our daf today, He says, you did the right thing. You did the right thing that you did it on Shabbos. It comes Tosos on the spot. It's actually the second Tosos with the same Dewar Maschil. And a short Tosos there, and he points out that there is no rabbinic prohibition of Mekach Memkar, of, of business dealings on Shabbos here, because this agreement is really treated like a, like a matana, like a, like a gift. And this was only done to permit carrying on Shabbos. So two Allah Lamaisa points that emerge from this. First is the Chok Yaakov on Shulchan Aruch, that was the Rav Reisher. Rav Reisher was also the, the Machaber of the Shal Shuvah Shvus Yaakov. So he wrote a parish, on, on, he wrote a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, on the Siman and Shulchan Aruch, and he writes in Hilchos Pesach, Simen, Taf, Mem, Dal, Tziv, Katan, Ches. What happens if a person forgot to sell their chametz to a Gentile before Shabbos sets in? That's a year when... Yom Tov begins on Motzei Shabbos, so the Seder night is Motzei Shabbos. So by Friday, candlelighting, a person realizes, oh, I didn't, I didn't sell my chametz. So what, what does a person do? Is a person permitted to sell the chametz on Shabbos in order to avoid the, the prohibition, the violation of owning chametz on Pesach? So Chok Yaakov writes, is the person is permitted, in fact, to sell the room containing the chametz to the Gentile on Shabbos, since this is to prevent the violation, as we said, of owning chametz on Pesach. The Prima Gadim in the Mishpat Zav and Sif Katan Hay rejects this approach, because by Erevin, the whole argument is not a true business transaction. It's purely symbolic. While the sale of chametz, as we know, it's legitimate and binding. Therefore, by Eruv, there isn't even an act of Kenyan required. Just the Gentile should think there's an acquisition taking place, but by Chametz requires a true sale. So that's Macholkas in the Achronim, what to do if a person forgot to sell the Chametz when Pesach begins on a Motei Shabbos. Koshik Lover in Charles Achuvus Eretz Tzvi, Peidal, Peidal, he explains why Tosos calls this a Matana to begin with, because there's money involved. So why would he call it a Matana? So, so what the Koshik Lover writes, 
that there's Yisod in every Kenyan, there's two stages, two actions. There's the removal from the owner's possession, that's stage one, and then the entry, the, the, the bringing into the new owner, the buyer's possession, is the second half. So by Eruv, you actually, says the Koshikov, you actually only need the first stage to happen, that the, that the, the, the seller, the seller, in this case the Gentile, is giving up, renouncing their, renouncing their, Ownership of the domain or the rights to the domain, that's a simple renunciation. You don't need stage two, since the Gentile won't just relinquish requirement, relinquish their permission for free. So that's why there's money involved, but it is a true matana. The second point that we want to make here is from the Tosas, there's a halacha that one should not give a gift to another on Shabbos, halacha on Shulchan Aruch, because of the transactional element in a matana, where a person's going to come to write and so on. Best to give best to give whatever it is, it's called the flowers, before Shabbos if possible, although one could argue the flowers might have some mitzvah element on Shabbos. But if we're talking about food or wine, that would be a better example if they will be, if they will be used at the meal then they may be brought on Shabbos uh, and best to bring before, but if not, they, they are allowed to since there's an enhancement of Shabbos through the, through the giving of the gift. So to hear by Erevin, that's exactly what's going on. There's an enhancement of Shabbos that they're able to carry.